0: Welcome back to the Liberty on Fire podcast. It's your host, Libertarian Tony. So it's been hard for myself and Joey to get together for a podcast. I think we're going to have a co-hosted show pretty soon. So I guess while you guys are waiting, I had a topic I wanted to cover that's getting kind of old in the tooth now, but this will come up again during, of course, election season. Um, So I'm actually surprised it hasn't come up lately. So let's get into it. Back in late February, a federal judge, uh, Gary Miller, declared that the federal government's policy of male-only conscription was unconstitutional. He said that the past prohibitions on women in combat uh, may have legally justified the all-male policy, but since the military has now integrated women into combat roles— uh, the past policy can no longer be constitutionally justified, so let 's think about this. Is it discriminatory or discriminatory to only have men registered for the draft? Well, yes, of course it is, but it's meant to be that way it's meant to be discriminatory. Now it might be a traditional viewpoint to say that we don't want women subjected to the horrors of combat, but you know maybe Uh, is also should be considered like chivalrous. From a a personal point of view, I I really don't want my wife to be registered for the draft, and I don't want my kids to be registered for the draft. I asked my wife about this uh, at the time, saying, uh, you know, hon, do you want to be registered for the selective service? And she said, hell no. Well, how about your kids? For this, you know, for the sake of fairness, would you want your kids to be registered? And again, in an uh, unequivocal hell no. She did concede though that you know, the n- nature of war has changed and we discussed that you know, women most of the time are used in like, non-combat roles uh, still to this day and you know, involved in things like logistics and transportation or support but she still wouldn't want her kids registered no matter what. So then from there I asked a whole bunch of women at work uh, the same questions. And do you want to be registered? Do you want your daughters to be registered uh, just in case there's a, a, a war? And no one said yes. So I, I think this is kind of one of those media uh, push topics that, you know, some of the politicians like to go out and talk about, about equality and all that. And, you know, women have to register and if we want to be treated equal but then when you get down to it, no, they really don't want to be registered, and they don't want their family members registered for the draft. So where are all these women who want to be, you know, in the draft or potentially selected? My guess is most of these women who think it should include men and women would probably never get selected anyway. Sure, they probably have no problem going on talk shows and being a political activist, a pundit or a talking head about this, and bring up things of fairness and equality. But when it really came down to them going off to war or sending a female relative or loved one off to war, I'm sure they'd be against it. Now, I'm not one of those people who think men and women are the same. There are obvious differences between men and women. Uh, There is a reason why, back in the day, men were hunters and women were gatherers. Now, Some women can kick my ass, lift more weights than me, that kind of thing. They can run further than me, swim further, bike further, uh, run faster. Sure, of course. And those women who want to voluntarily join the military and pass all the necessary standards to be in a combat role, I'd say go right ahead. The key word here is voluntary. So I guess you can look at the judge's ruling in maybe two ways. The ruling either expands the federal powers to conscript... All eligible men and women of a certain age into the Selective Service and thus expand the influence of the general government military over the lives of everybody in the USA or perhaps this could be looked at as a major blow against the Selective Service system because many people both men and women are likely against forcing women into conscription now of course I'm hoping it's the latter case But many politicians and equal rights people, and feminists, might be out there continuing to push this as a matter of equality, fairness, or egalitarianism. I'm sure this will come up in the presidential debates, Uh, could be resolved sooner, you never know. Uh, Discussions of this sort are really just distractions from the central issue here, in my opinion, which is the general government's power over its citizens. Now, as a libertarian, I believe that you own yourself, you own your own body, and the byproducts of your labor. So you have a right to decide how and when and where that labor of your body is going to be put to use. The argument against this says that the government or someone else owns your body and they can tell you what to do. Now, remember the 13th Amendment. It's not just about slavery, it also bans indentured servitude. Conscription is in fact either you can call it slavery or indentured servitude. Take your pick. It's just uh, semantics at this point. Now, I'll use the terms interchangeably. Uh, Regardless of whether you want to be involved in the military, if you're forced to do something against your will, it becomes slavery. I do think that if the draft or mandatory selective service is challenged again in the courts, it will actually have a better chance of being struck down. When people kind of think about wait, do I really want to send off my sister or my daughters to a uh, war? Historically, this, the draft law was passed way back in 1917 by Congress. And it was called the Selective Service Act. It was challenged at the time, went to the Supreme Court in 1918, and unfortunately, just like the Supreme Court has gotten things wrong before, they upheld it. They, so they upheld military conscription, and this isn't the uh, first or last time that the Supreme Court got things wrong. Let's not forget the Supremes upheld Obamacare most recently, and some other really bad decisions they got they got wrong were the Dred Scott, which was ruling that black people aren't citizens and were a property that could be brought into the territories. There was a, a Plessy v. Ferguson, uh, allowing segregation by the government, and the uh, the whole separate but equal ruling. There was Buck versus Bell. Uh, permitting compulsory uh, sterilization of people thought to be unfit, so people who were mentally retarded. There was uh, Korematsu versus United States, the upholding of placing the Japanese-American citizens in internment camps by FDR. So all these things were upheld by the Supreme Court. So these are some of their horrible court decisions. So to say that the Supreme Court got the the draft mandate wrong is really not a stretch. And of course, I think allowing slavery to exist in order to have kids go off and fight a war is another one they got wrong. Remember, there's a big difference between being a voluntary soldier, which makes up the, pretty much the in- entirety of our military at the moment, or being forced to be a soldier by the state. Thinking back, maybe around World War II time, uh, we had a peacetime draft but when we were attacked by Japan at Pearl Harbor there was no shortage of people signing up to voluntarily join the military and go fight overseas. America was attacked and Americans felt like their way of life was being threatened so there was no need for a draft. Now one instance where the government got in over their heads was obviously the Vietnam War and you had tons of people who were against getting involved in the war and despite many politicians saying it was your patriotic duty to do so, this obviously didn't sit well with millions of people. They protested extensively and although it took government a while, the troops eventually came home and the war ended. How many thousands of people had to die before the government got the picture to end the war? The big differences between the two wars was that the American people overwhelmingly supported the war effort in World War II and didn't in the Vietnam War. So you can see when we were attacked, the American people decided it was important enough for them to volunteer to join and defend their homeland. Clearly not the case in Vietnam. So we we haven't seen a draft since 1970. And honestly, I don't think it's likely that we're gonna see another one, but you never know. There's a chance that this could go down the road of something similar to Switzerland which has a uh, conscription for natu- uh, national service. However, that's also slavery. Non-combat slavery is still slavery. Also, let's remember only a small portion of the U.S. military deaths actually occur in combat nowadays. Most deaths actually occur uh, in the military due to accidents. So even in non-combat roles, your children still have a decent risk of dying you know—from a, in a car accident or something on base. Now, what I would say to people who bring up equality as a concern, I would tell them that the draft is a way for the government to punish people. Why would we want to punish women as well as men? Adding women to the selective service roles doesn't just show uh, fairness towards women. It actually adds to the unfairness that the government already uses towards men. There's an easy way to achieve fairness on this issue. Just abolish the whole selective service system for everybody. Pretty easy to do that. Doesn't cost a taxpayer a dime. If it's abolished and we don't have to hear anything about discrimination or sexism any longer, the argument is over and forced slavery into the service of the military will be done with. I have two more points um, specific arguments towards those on the left and those on the right who are actually in favor of conscription. So to the people on the left, I would say, isn't, conscription, uh, isn't the conscription debate similar? To the pro-choice or abortion debate for you people, where you like to say, my body, my choice, it is my body and the government can't tell me what to do with it. So I would think the entire pro-choice movement would be against registering for the Selective Service if they want to maintain a consistent logical framework. And to the people on the right, who tend to be very, very pro-gun, I would say, You don't want to register your guns with the federal government, but for some reason you seem okay with registering your kids. Are your guns more important than your children? I don't think so. So that's all I have for you guys this week on the Quick Hits in the News episode. And again, I do think this is going to end up coming up uh, during the debates or somehow in the political season coming up. When it does, feel free to use my arguments and Pass along the message of liberty and freedom, and let's get rid of the Selective Service. Thank you very much. We'll see you next time.